Welcome to this week's edition of The Pit with your host, Father Fire. Welcome. Welcome to a new episode of The Pit. I am your host, Father Fire. Today I'd like to start out the episode by bringing up that Mick Mars, the former guitarist and original member of Motley Crue, has just announced a new solo album. The new solo album is going to be The Other Side of Mars, and it's going to feature the very first single from Mick Mars, Loyal to the Lie. I have not gotten around to listening to the song yet. It's been out for a couple weeks now, and I just really wanted to do kind of a live reaction of this song on the podcast. I don't know why I put it off for a couple weeks, but I definitely wanted to bring it up in a podcast and bring some attention to it, see what I think of the song as well as what you guys think. So the way that we are going to do this is we are going to listen to the song together and then I'm going to commentate and leave a poll down below of what you guys thought of the song, whether you guys liked it or hated it. So without further ado, here's Mick Mars, Loyal to the Lie.
So there it was. That was the uh, new single from McMars. It's Loyal to the Lie. Now, that is going to be available for, for release on the actual album, The Other Side of Mars, February 23rd, 2024. Now, Mick Myers does have a pre-order exclusive going on right now at his very own merch shop, shop.mickmarsofficial.com. And he's going to have a couple different variations that seem very cool that include this song. One of them is a 180-gram LP and a CD, and they're both going to be offered signed and unsigned. This new solo album is going to be released under Mick's own label, 1313 LLC. That's in partnership with MRI. Now, what Mick Mars has to say about that song that we just listened to was that he just wanted to do something that was big and mean. But honestly, I like the feel of the song, and I definitely see that Mick Mars does have the potential to keep his career going with, you know, music even longer than what Motley Crue gave him credit for. Motley Crue's whole reason when they made the public statement a couple years ago, I guess it would be like two years at this point, was that McMars, um, his, you know, health condition was going to make it almost impossible for Mick to go on the worldwide tour overseas for the stadium tour. However, Mick combated that in a lawsuit and also in an interview saying that He's fine to play. He said that it was all Nikki Six and that the only real player up on stage was Mick Mars because he even said that Tommy Lee used backtracks, Vince Neal used backtracks, and Nikki Six sadly used backtracks. So, anyway, he's the only one that's claiming to actually have performed live during the stadium tour and, you know, quite a few other tours. Now, I personally saw Motley Crue four times. One of those times, I will say that their performance was mediocre at best, but they've always been a joy to go out and see. So whether they're using backing tracks or, you know, they're using aids in one way or another to put on a production value show like they do, I mean, it is kind of justifiable in one way or another, but at the same time, if they're completely faking playing, then there's no point in even going. So I hope what McMurray said is not true, but there have been um, YouTube videos out there showing that, you know, the truth might lie closer to what McMurray is saying rather than what the rest of the band's saying. So you have that whole aspect of band members calling each other out saying hey you're a poser because you can't even play your instrument anymore but honestly the truth is going to be found out probably through the court case and it's probably never going to be fully publicly released so us as the fans we might you know we might never know what truly goes on behind the scenes of the motley Crue show what we do see is everything that the media circus has right now on the band as well as Mick Mars and the accusations that ensued with every criminal court case and civil court case that they have against one another. So that being said, moving forward, I wish Mick Mars the best of luck on his successful solo journey. If they come to town around Pennsylvania, I will definitely probably try to go see a Mick Mars show. 
And who knows, maybe it'll come down to us being able to even get him at an intimate venue if his fan base isn't so big. I know a nightclub around me just recently had Swollen Teeth, which have a huge following at this point, and they definitely blew up faster than what most bands you would have thought would have in their genre. But the exposure that Slipknot gave them with Sid Wilson, I mean, that really topped the charts with them. So that being said, I wish Mick Mars much success. Now, Don Dockin said that Netflix is actually working on a documentary with the same director that worked on Motley Crue's The Dirt that is going to focus on Dockin from the 80s. He said it's going to be a good movie. A couple of months ago, I went down and they wanted to film me at the Whiskey, where we started. And they just asked me questions and they said, well, we want to know. Because there's been so much talked about the whiskey and the rainbow and everything that went on, and people don't realize the doors were the house band at the whiskey at one point. And I just said, well, I'll try to come up with some stories. Because it's already been put out there in the dirt and on Netflix about the rainbow. So I'll try to come up with stuff that people haven't heard. So that is exactly what we are going to be looking forward to with the new documentary that Netflix is going to be putting out about Dokken. And that is going to be stuff that we have not previously seen. It is going to be exciting since we see just how, you know, that director did the dirt and got down to the nitty gritty details of Motley Crue and actually put the rockumentary together in such a well-formed fashion that even fans of Motley crew could not dispute some of the facts and the art that went into the rockumentary now that being said there's going to be sex drugs rock and roll so this might not be one for your kids but i can definitely tell you this is one that's going to be on your radar if you were a hardcore 80s rock fan and you love you know rockumentaries depicting what went on behind the scenes definitely one you want to add to your netflix queue to be watched. Now, one thing I would like to shed light on is something that Brett Michaels has brought up on October 30th through an interview that he did. He brought up about the passing of Jimmy Buffett, who died after a four-year battle with Merkel cell skin cancer. Now, this prompted Brett Michaels to actually go see his own doctor because he was having a problematic spot on his stomach. And when he went for the biopsy, they did reveal that Brett Michaels does have, you know, a form of cancer. And all we can hope for is that, you know, a fast and speedy recovery for Brett Michaels. So, you know, just keep him in your thoughts. Maybe put it out there on social media to keep his spirits high. Cancer is definitely something that hits home with me because my daughter... Uh, she actually has neuroblastoma stage four cancer, and it's a tough battle. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of people that go through this battle, they don't have good support systems. My daughter does, but we can only hope that Brett Michaels has the proper support system. Toby Keith has the proper support system. That way, no matter what might come out of this, Brett Michaels can keep his head high knowing that he's surrounded by people that support him through this battle and also encourage him to fight this no matter what. So we wish you the best of luck, Brett. Get better soon. We hope to see you back at a homecoming show 
rocking Grantville, Hershey, you know, we, we absolutely love you around here. And Poison made such an impact on Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, that we need you back in full strength when you can get back to full health at Grantville or Hershey, like I said, to completely blow the roof off the places once again, because you just did that two summers in a row. Let's go for a third. Now, keeping on the rock topic, but slowing things down with the heaviness of the rock, we are gonna talk about Creed, who just did two reunion shows at two cruise festivals, and now they are announcing a summer tour for 2024, featuring Three Doors Down and Finger Eleven as openers. That's right. So, you're gonna get to see Finger Eleven, Three Doors Down, and Creed, and I don't know about you, but I follow all different types of music. I'm not that, you know, judgmental over what you like or, you know, what somebody else likes. Music, it's therapy. I keep saying that over and over again. Music reaches down, touches people of all different walks of life. And if you're like me and you're very diverse with your musical taste, Three Doors Down for me, it definitely, you know, hits my teenage core. And it makes me want to go to a Creed show because it's something that I wasn't able to easily access and go do as a teenager. Tickets were either sold out expensive for you know my small budget for a show or they just didn't play around my area so it was impossible for me to get to a creed show but now they actually listed some good lineups with switchfoot three doors down finger 11 and i definitely want to see if i can catch one of the shows when they come around the area because you know it might not be heavy metal but like i keep saying it's Creed. They definitely had an impact in the rock world and rock community. So we got to give credit where credit's due. And if you like the nostalgia factor of seeing older bands, this is definitely looking like the show to go to in the summer of 2024. Now, on some offbeat news, there is a band out there called Frozen Soul. They just played the Wrecking Ball Metal Madness Festival at the Echo Lounge and Music Hall in Dallas, Texas over the weekend of October 30th. Now, everything's great about that. It was a festival and everything. Here's the offbeat thing that they actually did. They saw somebody in the crowd holding up a deck of Magic the Gathering cards. Then they saw a second fan in the audience also with a deck of Magic the Gathering cards. So you got two fans in the audience, the band takes notice to, that are both holding up Magic the Gathering decks. So the only logical thing that the band could think of was yell out and encourage the two players to sit down in the middle of the mosh pit. Imagine this a fully active mosh pit. The band tells the players to go over and sit down and play during their performance a round of Magic the Gathering. There are videos up on YouTube of this. Um, it's definitely a sight to behold. I don't have a direct link for the video because the site that I actually um, found the video on it's not working to load up onto any type of platform. I tried sharing it in a couple different places. Uh, if I do find a video of this, you know, 
oddball kind of off the wall event, I'm definitely gonna post it because that's the last thing you ever thought you would see at a rock and roll or a metal show is that, you know, there's gonna be a game of Magic the Gathering happening directly in the pit where people are actively moshing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it saddens me to say this, but this is where we are going to let this week's podcast go. We are going to let it on the epic note of a band encouraging a game of Magic the Gathering at a metal show in the middle of a mosh pit. How epic is that? I thought it was an epic way to end the podcast. So definitely check us out for next week's episode. We don't know what we're going to do yet. We haven't figured out a script of that. But every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can catch The Pit. Don't forget to check out 717 Entertainment LLC for everything happening Central PA with the rock and metal scene. And if you want to follow us and stay up to date on everything metal, I greatly appreciate it. Hit that follow button. It's been such a pleasure. Once again, this is, you know, such a pleasure for me to be able to come on and do because... It's fun and I get to entertain and also educate what's going on in the metal world to people that have common interests like me. So it's really nice being able to talk to you guys and grow with you guys because with your feedback, I'm only gonna get better, the shows are gonna get better and we are gonna make this podcast one of the best metal podcasts there is on your favorite podcast streaming sites, whether that be Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Anyway, until next time, stay in the pit, stay feisty, and definitely get your ass to a metal show. My name's Father Fire, and it's been fun.